0: This is the magicwordpodcast dot
1: Hello, this is Scott Wells for the magicwordpodcast dot com. And here we are on the road again. Hey, this is a little bit different because I quite literally am on the road as I'm driving here now from Houston, going up to Dallas for the Pebble Palooza Convention. This uh, really isn't a convention so much as it is a sessioning event. This is uh, a lot different from uh, many of the other conventions in so many ways. It, one particular thing is it's a very small, intimate group, and it is kind of by invitation only. You have to be a member of the Pebble, which is an online group that has uh, been... Lance Pierce had put together many years ago and then about 10 years ago decided i guess that we might start needing to get together physically and so they started putting together this thing and then having some people who they would have as special guests come in and perform Uh, like this year we're going to be having uh, gary plants and uh, doug kahn eric tate uh, I'm not sure who all else, but uh, usually again, uh, three, maybe four people who would give a little uh, talk as well as performance. On uh, one morning we'll have a, which well, I'll say tomorrow morning, I guess, Saturday morning, it's Friday right now as we're, as we're driving, the, uh, we have a lot of uh, people who are locally or just who attend who might want to show their stuff uh, and perform then as well. So it's kind of a little bit of a informal, uh, rather a formal show that uh, would be made up of the attendees. But the most part of what this is is just really for uh, getting together and sessioning and staying up late and uh, exchanging ideas and tricks and things with each other. And it's uh, just a whole heck of a lot of fun. Uh, and I say it's informal from the standpoint there are no name tags or anything. Thing. As I recall from the last convention I attended back in 2019, of course, it was suspended then for three years uh, due to COVID. And so this is the first time back in a while. But they actually just put the uh, these pins in a bowl and they pass them around and, and said, hey, if you've paid for this convention, then take a pen and put it on so we know that you're a paid attendee and you know who you are just as is your honor system basically and if you don't have a pen, then you shouldn't be in this room you should be out there with the rest of the group but because there are some special things that uh, some sessions that we do have within the room and then the as far as the activities there is nothing printed on a Program per se. The program is all just written on a whiteboard, so it will be up once I get there. I guess we'll see kind of what's happening as I understand things are to kick off today at 1 p.m. This is Friday, and then conclude on Saturday evening. And so uh, it's going to be some fun, and uh, a lot of heavy hitters uh, will be here, Uh, mainly I would say from the, since it's a regional convention, uh, I say not regional, I mean it's open to the Pebble, which I guess is an international group of different people from around the world who are there, but those who tend to come to this, it seems like at least the time I came in 2019 was for a smaller group of about 50 or so people, which are kind of have driven in from around the area. Might be a few people. I remember Curtis cam had come over from Hawaii and we have uh, some other people, of course, Eric, uh, Eric uh, Tate, who is going to be in from um, Ohio and uh doug con from new orleans i just uh, i know steve reynolds usually shows up as well uh, from new orleans and have a pretty good group uh so uh, again just some in- intense sessioning is what this is all about it's if you're a, an intense card guy then you probably are already a member of the pebble and so if you are and you're not attending this uh coming convention then you'll probably enjoy this uh, more than most because you get to uh, hear some voices from some friends of yours who are on the forum then as well. Well, I'm going to shut up and pay attention to my driving over here, but uh, I didn't uh, stop at uh, Dunkin' Donuts, but I did get some coffee before I uh, left just uh, at home, so just have a little bit of coffee here. I'm okay. I'm okay. <laughs> well, I don't have to pull o- I'm not going to have to pull over. I'm fine. I'm fine. <laughs> don't worry. <laughs> Went down the wrong pipe. Oh, that was some good coffee. That was a little bit too hot. Oh, goodness sakes. Anyhow, I'm fine. <laughs> and so I'll see all of you guys once we get to Dallas. This is Scotty out. <laughs>
2: Welcome to Peppapalooza. The story goes like this. These two dogs were talking. This one dog goes, hey, I learned a new joke. And the other dog goes, really? What is it? And the first dog goes, knock, knock. And the second dog goes, <laughs> <"Burgh",ichi- Business>. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so welcome to Pebble Palooza." Go goes, no
0: goes down from here. Let's- That's That's <laughs>
2: right. Like I sent out in the email, we put everything up on the board that we possibly can think of, the list that might be important to you. The schedule is on the left. We start at 1 o'clock with me right here talking your ears off. The second day, in about 20 minutes or so, when we get through with this part, Gary Plants will amaze us with some wonderful information and and secret hidden techniques. And at 7 o'clock tonight, Doug Kahn takes the room. And then tomorrow at 10.30... Curtis and Tony do their do-it-yourself show. Hey! All right. So if you guys want to perform tomorrow and you haven't volunteered, check in with Tony. I mean, uh, Curtis, I think, is having the, the list, right? Yeah, yeah. Check in with Curtis. and you Get should. your name on the list and come up and perform a neat trick or something. No pressure at all. You don't have to do it, but it's, it's a lot of fun. It's you guys do some really cool stuff here. Uh, at 1 o'clock, Jared Kopf, if he ever shows up, will take the room. <laughs> he has a nice talk. And then, after we have an afternoon break in the lobby, or you go eat or whatever, 7 o'clock, Eric Tate will close out our weekend. Woo! Course. Yeah. 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 And then, as a special treat at 10.30 tomorrow night, right here, right here, Where? Uh, Gary Plants will be setting up a TV in here. We'll have it set up on Ready to Go. And he's going to show us some amazing lost footage that he guarantees a lot of you have never seen before.
3: So, right. this will be cool. cool. Uh, very, very cool. All right.
1: We have arrived in Dallas, actually in Addison, which is a suburb of Dallas. And Addison, from what I recall, I don't know if it's the same now, but it used to be, there are more restaurants per capita in the town of Addison than there are any place, any other city west of the Mississippi. There's a little tidbit for you. And so I don't know if that's still true or not, but it's, uh, again, a small Community that's just uh, north of Dallas, and we are here then right now at the uh, Marriott Courtyard, and I'm here with another podcaster friend of mine who you've heard before, Eric
4: Tate. Hey, there, Eric. Hey, Scott. <laughs> Thanks for having me on.
1: It's good to have you on then again. So, did you get in last night then or today?
4: I got in last night. Uh, so, tell me a
1: little bit about last night. So, Thursday night uh, it was not an official night as far as there were any activities scheduled.
4: No. Uh, so, this is my first Pebble Palooza. Uh, Lance asked me to speak, and I agreed, and i you know, very uh, very honored, and it's very gracious of him to ask. But but, uh, a lot of people came in last night just because it's, uh, you know, you're traveling on Thursday, and the right. convention's going to start at, you know, like 1 o'clock on Friday, so you may as well sort of get in early. So we had some some really nice sessioning last night. We was hanging out with Ryan Plunkett and Michael Feldman and a few other folks, and we mm-hmm. are uh, just sort of throwing cards at each other, catching up, telling stories, and uh, sharing secrets, and it was a good time.
1: Yeah, you said I think, or Mike was telling me there are about 30 people or so who kind of came in last evening? Or? Oh yeah,
4: I'd, I'd say between 25 and 30 people, so it was yeah. a good chunk of the convention. I was
1: going to say it's about half of it, because it's yeah. really not more about 50 or 60 here total.
4: No, no, I, I think it was yeah, roughly half the conventions. So, yeah, yeah.
1: This is a really good convention. This is my second Pebble. The first oh. one was in 2019. Okay. And I uh, said, okay, well, I'm going to register for the next year. I'd forgotten I registered until <laughs> Lance Pierce had sent me an email and said, hey, you already uh, paid for this coming one. And they had yeah. not had it for the last three years because of the uh, COVID, obviously. Yeah. And so now we're kind of back in the saddle and getting this going again. And I just was today saw on Facebook a memory that came up four years ago mm-hmm. that showed people who were here last time and reminded me that we had. Had people like Bill Malone and Danny <laughs> Garcia and Eric DeCamps, and yeah. I've forgotten who all else. I mean, it was just, you know, Curtis oh, yeah. Cam, it was great.
4: Yeah, I mean, this this convention's got a lot of heavy hitters at yeah. it, so.
1: Yeah, and, and what I like about that is just what we were saying mm-hmm. about how intimate that it is. There's yes. just a very few people, you know, yeah. kind of here, and, and the main thing is about sessioning. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's it's not so much about the, uh, the trick lectures uh, and everything, mm-hmm. but I like what... Lance says it's a party yeah Did you kind of get that feel
4: yeah oh it's definitely it doesn't feel like any convention I've ever been to before I mean no. the, the the talks are very informal it's kind of not announced as to what's going on it's just kind of whatever the person who's talking wants to talk about or yep. teach and then uh, and then everyone kind of breaks and goes back out in the lobby and hangs out until the next thing happens so, exactly yeah
1: and and uh, as Lance said this would be something I would host in my home if it was large enough for oh 50 yeah people
4: yeah absolutely yeah.
1: And it's fun because you're just uh, making fun of, you know, sarcastic comments to everybody, you know, and poking fun because everybody's friends here.
4: Oh, yeah. I mean, everybody's friends. And it's the only it's the only convention I've ever been to where it's like it's not inappropriate to interrupt the lecturer. Exactly. Uh, with, 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 a, with a good joke.
1: Yeah. Not necessarily the question, but with a joke.
4: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it's just very relaxed, very, very... Comfortable. I really like it a lot. I've had, a, you know, this is my first time. I've been here for eighteen hours and I've had having a blast. So well, far, we were so. just talking earlier about going to
1: conventions and all that you haven't gone to before. Uh, Are you coming back again the next year or some other time I, in the future? I, to Get a chance.
4: I'd love to come back. It just yeah. it all depends on what my penguin schedule allows. <laughs> <laughs> penguin keeps you pretty busy. They do. They do. They keep me running around.
1: And now your podcast comes out then each week or how? Yep,
4: every week, Thursday. Yep. We, uh, we actually just interviewed Sean Farquhar and uh, Melody uh, Munoz, mm-hmm. uh, who is the, uh, the talent and the competition chair for the uh, IBM, IBM International mm-hmm. Convention. So that episode just came out yesterday. And so we're real, we were real excited to be able to uh, platform the IBM like that.
1: That's great because they've got the convention coming up uh, later this year in Pittsburgh. Yeah, it's going to be there.
4: Unfortunately, I'm not. Uh, okay. I've got some conflicts that I'm not going to be able to make it to the Pittsburgh uh, convention. What, what
1: conventions you got planned this year with you and Penguin or whatever?
4: Uh, so we did Blackpool. I'll definitely be at Magic Live. Mm-hmm. Um, there's uh, some conventions that I have been booked for as uh, as Eric Tate, not as a Penguin. That uh, I don't think it's been announced that I'm on them yet. So I'm uh, <laughs> I'm not going to tell you which ones. Okay. Uh, but uh, there's a, there's definitely a few.
1: Stay tuned. Yes.
4: <laughs> okay, Eric.
1: Thanks very much. Always good to catch up with you, buddy. You too. Same <laughs> so same. Magic Word Podcast. That was Eric Tate. Scotty Carrying on with the uh, around in the uh, area, we just finished the session with uh gary plants and it was awesome and uh we he's got he was on at one o'clock we got doug khan coming on tonight at seven as mentioned before this is a convention that is it's kind of it's not loosey-goosey i mean it's from the standpoint that it's like hey you wanted me to do the other trick i'm go a little bit longer sure you know do something else and so it was a little over a two-hour lecture with a uh, 15-minute break and loved it it was great and uh, one of the people who was sitting next to me over here in the front row was my buddy and yours justin Tiemann. hey there justin hi how's it going scott good to be hey. with you you. And you as well. I see you're wearing an All Things Magic uh, shirt over there. Oh, abs- absolutely. <laughs> uh, a lot more people are learning about Luke Dancy and his All Things
5: Magic group, which started in the th- uh, the throes of... Uh Covid nineteen, we're all locked down. I think when that first started, we all determined that Luke did not sleep at all.
1: I wondered about that same
5: thing. <laughs> I don't see how he does that. Yeah, absolutely, it's amazing. So, but it is so good to be back in action. Uh, we all know that magic is a dish best served live, so it is good to be back and see all these all our friends outside of Zoom boxes for a change.
1: Yeah. Yes. So it's, uh, and last night you were here early also because you'd you'd sent me an email earlier, saying, "Hey, I'm going to be there. How about a martini on Thursdays?" It's like, darn, I'm not going to come in until Friday. So
5: absolutely. So we might have we might have to have a Fabulous Martini Friday for a change, and, and uh, yeah, because this is the most uh, informal gathering ever. But it's just like a family reunion weekend for most of us that that have. Because uh, I'm one of the 14 that have attended all of the Pebble Paloozas. St- I
1: was just about to ask you if you were. Okay.
5: Yes. Yeah, so, s- they started in 2013. The first one was in Oklahoma, where I'm from, and then we've uh, kept them going ever since. And now we're catching up. This would have been number 10. Had we not had the hiccup, so we're doing. Uh, Pepple Late Lusa is what I've called this
1: one. So, <laughs> I, and I think he calls it what eight point three. Yeah, so they'd had a couple. Because of this is
5: our third attempt to do the eighth one. <laughs>
1: exactly. Yeah. Now in Oklahoma, I think because uh, Lance is from Oklahoma, Oklahoma City, I think. Or?
5: Uh, he lives about forty-five minutes from me. He's in Edmond. I'm in Moore, which is Tornado Town, USA. If any of you watch the weather, uh, but what's ironic is that. Uh, it took me uh, four years to see Lance, just like the rest of these people. So it's been four years since I've seen a guy who lives forty-five minutes from me. Oh my! So that's how important these gatherings yep. are. It's like me- meeting with old friends. So,
1: well, this, although this, of course, uh, was an outgrowth of the online uh, Pebble. Yes. Um, network i guess and so a lot of magicians were on there and then said hey let's have a party let's get together and a wasn't enough room obviously in lance's house so let's get together in a place so when did they move it from oklahoma to here in dallas
5: it spent one year in oklahoma and then we figured we figured out that it's just logistically better with as many people as we had coming from everywhere you know dfw and love or hubs from everywhere So it was just easier to get people from afar into Dallas, we figured out. So it's been in Dallas uh, from 2014 onward.
1: Well, you'd be one of the best people for me to ask since you've attended all of these. Uh, yes. One that has been outstanding for you. I mean, everyone has its own little nuance or someone who is not really the guest of honor, but there's someone who perhaps you've learned something the most from or it's like, hey, I remember this year that okay. Bill Malone was here, C40. Okay. So
5: just, yeah, ju- just these circumstances around the Steve 41 were kind of interesting because uh, we always know there's going to be four uh, presenters. We don't say lecturers because they may lecture, they may not. And we were kept in suspense about the fourth guest one time, and we find out that it was Steve Forty. Mm -hmm. And so I remember that the, uh, we're fairly open here once we're here, but the, uh, the rule for that one was, as it usually is, take as many pictures as you want, have a good time, but don't post any of them until after you get home. From, you know, obviously, because, you know, we didn't want... The room's already packed, as you right? know. we don't want people coming. <laughs> yeah, so we don't want any more than is already here, yeah, you know. Yeah. So, But the, uh, the 41 was special for so many of us, just because that was... He was so giving of his time. He sat up all night with us and showed us any and everything. So that was one of those once-in-a-lifetime things. But everyone who's here, wh- whoever it is that shows up, they're very accessible. It's just one big, you know, ask anybody anything, very open with it. You know, the ego's left at the door, as it were. Yep. you all we all start out on the same field you know yeah yeah, yeah. so that's great
1: this has been fun well i'm enjoying it uh, and i'm glad that we finally got back together and Absolutely. there are just a, a ton of people uh here in the lobby we've just finished again with uh, gary plant's uh, presentation and so uh now everybody's starting to huddle up at the tables and uh Breaking out the deck of cards, and so uh, some coin guys are here from time to time too. But mainly, it's cards and coins. As I say it's close up, but those are the kind of two things. Yeah, it's
5: it, it's it, it's primarily close up stuff. Lots of cards, lots of coins. I think I think year number two was. Uh, Especially coin heavy with Eric Jones and company around, but uh, we got we got a, we got a little bit of everything. You know, we, uh, when the when the night grows longer, you'll even you'll you'll see some mentalism. You'll see a bit of everything, but just close up, just uh, you know, sharing our passions—that's what it's about. So that's
1: right. And that's pretty much everything. It's, it's kind of like we we're talking about all things magic with Luke. Uh, also, uh, you absolutely. know, sharing sharing magic. So thank you very much, Justin. Always good to see you, buddy. My pleasure. Thank <laughs> you, Scott. To so the Magic Word Podcast. I was Justin team Scotty out. Thanks for- We just talked with uh, Justin Tiemann, as you just heard, uh, who has been to every one of these. Now we're talking with uh, Rolando Santos, who is now here for
3: his first time. Rolando, hello. What an amazing experience. Um, Lance Pierce, um, I think, said it best. He goes, this isn't a convention. It's a party. I just don't have a house big enough for all of us. (laughs) It's amazing. I mean, I've been to conventions all over the world, as you both of us have, you know, in our roles as you know the IBM and other things and just as magicians and there are just certain conventions where you walk in and everyone talks to you and you're having a good time and it doesn't matter what level you are whether you're an illusionist or a card specialist or in my particular case you know storyteller mystery entertainment and um, you don't always feel at home in some conventions because you know, you're, you're not a card expert, and you can't do this or the other. I mean, my expertise, your expertise, is uh, storytelling, among other things, right? Uh, and here, those things are valued, and we right. just, just have a good time. Right, right.
1: Yeah, and everybody is willing to share those kinds of ideas, and it's one thing that I think we are missing is just the international element, and I don't know why necessarily, other than people maybe don't think about flying all the way over here from France, let's say just for a day and a half convention, uh, or event because they probably belong to the pebble where they can be online and share these kinds of things. But to fly over just for a short time, as opposed to, let's say going to the IBM convention is going to be a four day convention or magic live or, you know, or whatever else that might be one reason. It's kind of uh, somewhat prohibitive price wise just to get here for a short time. That's why I see, I say a regional convention that a lot of people are here from from Louisiana and you know, in, in Oklahoma and surrounding States. Uh, but there are others, I mean, like I see Curtis Cam over there who come in from Hawaii and several other people then who are some special guests who have come in uh, as well. But, I mean, others, I uh, see Tommy Allison over there is coming from um, – uh, Birmingham, and we've got some other people from Georgia, and we're like, well, you're not, you're not in Georgia anymore, <laughs> but, right, right, but right. we do have. I'm saying it's it's a small convention, and it's it's although international, it is more regional. I would say.
3: Well, I think it's open for international folks if they choose to come and get the invitation to come, yeah. but it would be difficult coming in for a couple of days. Yes. Um, and there's not really a way to get around that. If you happen to be in the country and you get an invitation and you're here at the right time, you'd be more than welcome to come. Absolutely. It's not an exclusion. If you're here over for a lecture tour or something. or le- Exactly, if you're here for a lecture tour. Just what it coincides with. Um, I have been. I was fortunate to get an invitation this year. It's something that I had heard about when I moved back to Texas, something I wanted to do. Just because everyone always talks about it. Um, and it's everything everybody told me that it was, and a little bit more, quite frankly. And just getting
1: started. I mean, you... you no, 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 I mean, no. we're <laughs> just... I mean,
3: I'm, I'm sitting We just finished the Gary Plants lecture, and okay, it's like, oh, my God, I can't get my head around this. Where do I start? Mm-hmm. And we got two more, three more coming. I mean, tonight is Doug Kahn. Uh, right, you know, Doug and Kahn. Then, and then Eric, right, who's a Tomorrow's Eric? Winner. Is yeah, right, to Tomorrow's Eric. But the point is, we got those still to come, right? right?
1: And uh, hopefully Jared Koffe who is local, lives here in the Dallas right. area, but he had not shown up yet, so he's going to be coming. Uh, Lance was saying, I think he's coming.
3: <laughs> yeah, I think this is, uh, obviously for you and I who live in the state, it's just a quick drive-up, so yeah. it makes it a lot easier. But yeah. Yeah. But more than that, it's like people you want to hang around with. That's right. That's right. Um,
1: Because you're right. Whenever you're at a larger convention, there are people who have more general interests, I guess. And this is really more focused in the interest. Kind of like when we go to Pose or someplace, you know, that's more of a bizarre storytelling convention. That's focused also.
3: Yeah, not only is it focused. I think because it's small enough, you get to know people. And the, the, the lines of, well, he's a card person. He's an illusionist. He's a coin person blur because you start talking about magic and you're, you're helping one another get better despite whatever you happen to do. For example, I was talking to someone last night, to Danny, uh, who's coins, right? And he says, so if I were doing this and I were trying to put a story together, what would I do? So now, I, c- I cannot do the things he can do with coins. But I you mean, can to give not, him a storyline. I streams. Yeah. So he's asking me for this kind of advice. Now, if I wanted to do coins, I now know I can go to him and say, Hey, Danny, can you show me some basic moves mm-hmm. that I can do yeah. as someone who does not do coins but should have something in their mm-hmm. repertoire? So right. now there's a different dynamic here, whereas yeah. when you go to the bigger conventions, everyone te- tends to separate into what their specialty feels are or their and interests are. Kind of and it clicks kind of thing. clicks is, yeah, I guess you could use that word. I, 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 they, they separate into different groups of interest. Let's put it that way, okay. to be politically correct. Um, and then there's so many other things going on at the convention, it's hard to come back together. <laughs> Whereas here, a group went out to have breakfast this morning, right? Another group's going to have breakfast tomorrow. Usually they have a dinner that everyone goes to, although that particular barbecue joint is closed now. Um, and so because it's small... Last night I saw, for example, four different tables of groups. And some were coin people and some were card people and some were this and the other. Well, I was able to go to each one of them and talk to them and introduce myself. And, you know, you and I have, you know, long history in in, in the magic community. And so it's kind of fun to, to say, hey, you know what, I saw your review of. And that's the other thing. A lot of the people in here, I've done reviews on their products because <laughs> that's the level of talent that's here, right? And so it's a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. About half the people who are in attendance, not just performing, are creators who are selling stuff that, like you say, you review or whatever. And, yeah, and so now I can finally put face and personality to someone that in the past I've seen their products or maybe seen them on a DVD and for whatever reason we haven't crossed paths in the magic world before. And that's what this is.
1: Right, right. You know, A lot of fun. Yeah. And I'm um, looking forward, like you said, we still got so much more left to do then as well. Yeah. If, if there's one regret or one thing I would recommend, and that would be to have some sort of name tags no uh, for people. No <laughs> kidding. <laughs> Maybe I'm old. I don't no, know. No, but. no, no, no,
3: no. It would be It would be a tremendous boon <laughs> to those of us, especially the newbies. I looked at the list of people, and I'm thinking, okay, I know about... Maybe a dozen or so of them. The rest I've heard about, right? Yeah. And so fortunately there are enough interconnections it's that the introductions just happen naturally. But I can't keep everyone straight. I mean, there's 63, 64 people here. A name tag or two would be really helpful. Yeah, it, w- it would be. <laughs>
1: I-, I was just talking with uh, Lonnie Chevry and he hasn't uh, been out at a conventions for a long time. And he's a good buddy of mine. And the funny thing is that we talk on the phone from time to time and we've been emailing each other talk about different ideas and whatnot. And we saw each other it's like, oh, Scott, I can't believe you know. we gave each other a big hug. But the point is, he said, I, I didn't know how many people I was going to be seeing here. Every time and turn around. He said, "I know more than half the people here that are good friends of mine, and that's the kind of camaraderie we've got here."
3: Exactly. Or the names. I mean, I certainly know yeah. the names of everyone on that list yeah. at some point, and and they know my and they know yeah, me too because of the Lincoln You're past Ring, or, and past IBM too. Yeah, President. exactly. All of all of those things, and so, but they don't know my face, and so there's this small. I can relate you to that. People up. know my voice, but not my face. Exactly. <laughs> and so you need to kind of, yeah, the name tags would be helpful in that particular <laughs> okay. case.
1: Well, Rolando, thank you very much. I appreciate it very much. Always a pleasure. (laughs) Thank you, Rob. So, the Magic Word Podcast. There's Rolando Santos, Scotty out. Well, here we are finally on, I say finally, this is day two. Boy, it seems like a long time already, but we've just been here for a half day yesterday. And some people, again, as we reported earlier, came in Thursday night. And uh, because it is a sessioning kind of an event, there was a lot going on, and it continued late into the night. And so now we're up finally trying to get some things going. We're going to be having a session beginning at uh, 1030, which is going to be a, a DIY hootenanny kind of a thing, which everybody's going to get to participate, whoever wants to sign up and uh show their stuff for the rest of the group. But I've got with me a friend from the 4F, uh, you might have heard from before, and somebody then also who is an excellent close-up guy and has also a little bit of, uh, does behind-the-scenes uh, work here with Lance also, I believe, uh, for uh, here at the Pebble Blues. Please welcome Tony Cabral. Hey, Tony.
0: Hi, right, Scott. How's it going? <laughs> Fantastic.
1: You no, know, I think you do have a voice like Mark D'Souza a little bit. All
0: right, you know, I'll take that. I'll absolutely take that.
1: <laughs> got a nice yeah. kind of a, a voice, you know, rounded uh, bass barricade yeah,
0: voice. Yeah, Particularly, particularly this time in the morning, I'm usually I'm usually slipped in <laughs> like two hours later, so you're gonna get that nice.
1: So you have been helping Lance for the last like since the beginning, or what's the? Is this coming some of the genesis of this? Yeah, some of the, since the beginning. It's
0: well, I mean, it's it's really really Lance's baby, both the forum and the uh, and the gathering. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Curtis and I and Eric Rose are have functioned as sort of um, you know like kind of behind the scenes advisors. For certain things, you know, regarding the forum, and then, you know, certain things, certain things regarding the, uh, you know, like kicking around ideas for for what to do for uh, for the pebble for the get ga- for the gathering, and uh, but it's really I've I've always kind of uh, likened it to being you know the check guy in a nudist colony. There's really not a hell of a lot to do. <laughs> <That's a> great <laughs> it's, analogy. It's, it's 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 really not a lot to do. I was I was just asking Curtis. Uh, as far as the DIY um, as far as the DIY show is concerned, I was trying to remember how long we've been doing it and I think we started doing it with the second uh, I forget whose idea it was but I think it was with the, with the second pebble so it would be like you know six, seven years of this uh, where we thought it'd be fun to do you know to, um, to have a place for people to showcase stuff to, in case they didn't get a chance to do it out here in the lobby you know show some stuff to the group and once again you know Curtis and I ended up uh, ended up being the, the hosts and and ad hoc organizers of the thing uh, but again coming down to the, there's a tradition of, of us trying to find find a way to do this with as little effort as possible
3: <laughs> that's <laughs> always really, a goal in it's, life, it's, exactly
0: isn't it? yeah I mean, if, I mean for the, I mean for most of them we've had these uh, it, it's really been um, for most of these it's, it's 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 really been a thing where we're really kind of making it up on the fly like how's the show gonna go uh, I remember the first year we did it we, we actually had an award it was, uh, it was it was basically it was a painted rock with a stand uh, it was a stand that Craig Osterling made that was just it was a ma- literally a magic pebble and then but then throughout the whole show Curtis and I are in the corner wondering what exactly is the criteria like it's, it, it's not a talent contest but it's like what exactly is the criteria to give away this this stupid little award. It's rock, yeah. yeah, and it turned and it turned out to be the only one act actually mentioned the pebble. So we were just like bingo, there it is. And then we just went. <laughs> you when, got it. One year we had a spinner, it was like, it was really really you know it's 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 very uh it's very fly-by-the-seat-of-your-pants, which is part of the fun of it, really. Right, right. <laughs> so.
1: Well, did this always, since the beginning, Tony, start out then as a party, as it has continued to be? Is that the uh, yeah. main idea?
0: Yeah, I mean, Lance has always insisted it's it's not a convention. Uh, the lectures aren't really lectures. They're just more presentations. Uh, but it's, it's very, very loosey-goosey, and I appreciate that. I'm actually not a huge fan of... You know, so the, the, the large. Not <laughs> a fan of structure. Yeah, uh, <laughs> a lot of people would agree with that. Uh, but like, like a, what I like, like a heavily scheduled, you know, big, um, you know, big type convention. I much prefer these smaller. Uh, my first convention was the Buffalo Fifty Two, uh, sort of adjunct defectors or whatever. Which again is a couple people get up and, and lecture, but the rest of the time you're just hanging out, having a session, uh, you know, reconnecting with friends and whatnot, and that's kind of. That, that to me, that to me is is what's worth, and I think Lance appreciates that too. So yeah,
1: well, I, I understand. I appreciate that because I do like the little structure that I mean, because it does have that kind of like you say it's not a lecture I hadn't thought about that but it really is a presentation in the standpoint that mm. that uh, it's kind of like uh, friends or brothers and sisters who are just kind of talking with each other while you're trying to have a conversation I mean you're trying to in the process of showing them in, in a way it's kind of a, a larger session if you will one person's oh, sure, kind yeah. of having a session with friends and you can feel free to ask comments or throw in heckles or whatever yeah and, and, and what I like is I, I kind of feel like you're the uh, main cheerleader I kind of hear your voice over others who are throwing out these little <laughs> little you keep things. At at a very lively pace. So I appreciate what you're doing.
0: Oh, thank you. No, I, I'm actually. I. It's just. It's again, sort of the nature of, uh, sort of sort of the nature of this this, this voice. And I laugh loud, and uh, I you know people uh, like back home. We have a group uh, back home in Boston. We have a group of, uh, of folks called the Boston Magic Lab where we organize. We're on summer break, but uh, we'll organize once a month in sort of like open mic showcases, oh, okay. and it's uh, I've had it con- like I out to these things if I'm not performing and I've had it commented that it's nice to have me in the audience because, the, because you're going to hear that laugh cut through <laughs>
1: you know? just, and you can't help but laugh when you hear your I laugh if
0: I, I, I appreciate good stuff I appreciate uh, you know, I, you know, when my friends say something funny. I'm going to laugh. You know, right, <laughs> it's right. you know, somebody's going to do something uh, something amazing. I'm going to, I'm going to.
1: I got a question about uh, since you mentioned about Boston. Do they still have Tuesday Night Magic, or did that go a long time ago? I mean, you know, with John Stetson and Steve Goodall. Oh yeah, oh,
0: the, oh yeah, the, the Mystery Lounge. Mystery um, Lounge yeah. I don't. I honestly don't know. Uh, they because it used to be in the Hong Kong and Harvard Square. Right. It was up in the. And then I think they moved it from there.
1: To a for, comedy club or someplace. For a while.
0: Yeah, but I, I hadn't I hadn't caught up with it. Uh, I used to I used to see that show regularly when I was living closer. I was living in Watertown, yeah. but now that I'm further south in Hyde Park, it's it's okay. harder to get up to.
1: I just saw John in you know. a couple of weeks ago, and I should have asked him. You know?
0: yeah, yeah, that probably he would. I mean, clearly he would know. But I mean, we've got we've also got uh, you know Paul Gertner's show at the Omni Parker yep. House, right. and then uh, uh, two guys that I met through the Mystery Lounge. Uh, Steve Cardolfer and Joel Azevedo uh, they have a two-man show Forehanded four-handed illusions which I've been meaning to get out to see because they both do tremendous great work. Great things about that show. Yeah, oh yeah. You know, I, I mean I'm, I, they both do tremendous work and I'd love to see what they're doing together mm-hmm. uh, and again I've had recommendations from all kinds of people. So,
1: so Well again thanks very much uh, for talking to us a little bit about this and getting a little bit of kind of color about what's going on you know here then as well and so this is the 8th uh, year and going to continue on next year obviously
0: uh, we're going to do our best we're going to do our damn best uh, like Gary was Gary Plants was pointing out yesterday this is not a this is not a money maker but it's it's a labor of love it really is it's, it's uh, so yeah I'm, I'm i'm if you know lord willing we we get to do another we get to do more and this no, works
1: pretty well being in Dallas because it's centrally located. I mean, you can get in from Boston, and some, oh, yeah. somebody here from California. We even had—I I mentioned yesterday—I was talking with someone about how that this would be difficult for international travelers because it's only a day and a half, and they may be traveling from England for a day and a half and then get back, so it's hardly worth the time. But I saw Eddie here from Scotland.
0: Yeah, the, Eddie comes out, Eddie comes out regularly. We've had we've had international uh, 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 international guests. Uh, uh, Lance's—I mean, uh, we, we flew in Dennis Bear one time. And, oh, yeah and uh we've had a a few other folks but it was you know it's 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 worth it for i mean you know it's worth it just to provide that extra you know value for the attendees and whatnot and and again, you know, to, to connect with people, you would learn and connect with. It's, I think
1: what's kind of cool, also, then as I close here, is about the uh, uh, people who have such an intense passion for this that they're willing to donate and give stuff. I mean, like the things that uh, we've got yesterday; those coins mm-hmm. uh, were cool, and I think that uh, the year before, the gentleman had given something else. Anyhow,
0: was, yeah, I was playing; it was playing cards just to give out. We oh, did; yeah. we did the same. Lance and I did the same shtick with the with the trivia and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's again, it's a labor of love. There's a lot of a lot of. Um, uh, yeah, a lot, a lot of generosity, a lot of you know, willingness to just just give back to the group. I mean, it's it's a really you know, it's a, it's a, it's a it's a nice you know sort of community to be a part of. It's family very supportive, kind of a family thing. type thing. Yeah. yeah.
1: Tony, thanks very much. Good talking to you as well. All right, thank you very much, Scott. <laughs> so the Magic Word Podcast. that was Tony Caroll. Scotty, well, Scotty out. We are getting ready for the morning session here on Saturday, and this is going to be the opportunity for uh, people to kind of show their stuff, and we've got a pretty full boat. Before we get started, uh, because we've only got a few minutes over here, I thought I would speak with someone who is actually apparently the only distaff side of the... Of us here, and that would be Lauren Cohen. Hey there, Lauren, how are you?
6: Hey, I'm good, thank you. I'm
1: glad you're here then as well, every year. So, every you've been year. coming since the first one as well?
6: Uh, since yeah. the much. fourth.
1: Since the fourth one.
6: So, this is my fifth year then.
1: Is there one that kind of stands out in your mind that you remember there being a guest or a performer or something? They all kind of run together? Or? Every
6: year is so much fun. Mm-hmm. I love the people that come, I love the lectures. I never come just for the lectures, it's always for just everything, and so I love every year. Yeah,
1: because there's a lot of sessioning. I mean, I see you out there all all the time, I do, know, yeah,
6: staying up very late sessioning for sure. we
1: you, when you're performing, do you normally do a lot of uh, strolling, cocktail parties, that kind of a thing? Then,
6: most of what I do is strolling. I do do some uh, formal close up shows, but it, the majority is strolling. Do
1: you ever work restaurants or much off?
6: Not really. No, no, no. Okay. Um, I'm not opposed to it, but I but You don't generally, have a restaurant
1: you work regularly. No, now.
6: Okay. no. I do mostly private events.
1: Mm-hmm. And in those, do you normally work one hour or two hours? I'm curious because I'm always trying to push the two hours, but typically I say, Well, we just want you to drink cocktail for an hour.
6: It really depends. I mean, sometimes if there are birthday parties, then it will be a couple hours. If it's a private like event for a company, then it will be maybe one hour during cocktail hour. So it really just depends on the need. Um, but I usually, if it's just for one hour, I very rarely stay just for an hour. It's always more than that.
1: Did you have when you were getting started uh, as a as a woman with smaller hands? Did you use bridge size cards or poker always?
6: So I used poker, and then somebody had told me I should use bridge. So I started using bridge, and then I went to conventions. Uh, went to Golden Gate Gathering, got made fun of. Switched back to poker. <laughs>
1: It was kind of one of those things that I've always was taught. You, you go with the larger ones, whatever, same as with the sponge balls. Whatever yeah. it's the largest can fit in your hand, and work your way down. I guess because that way you're comfortable with whatever the largest.
6: Yeah, is. and it, it just
1: poker's more often. Yeah, use,
6: bridge just looks funny too. It looks like it's warped strangely. <laughs>
1: yeah, people and don't know so what bridge size cards are now. But they're, they're smaller. Yeah, they're <laughs> <and> narrower. <laughs> they're, yeah, they're, yeah, yeah,
6: exactly. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Are there particular types of things that uh, you like to do whenever you're performing? Do you have a set, or do you do different things depending upon the group when you're kind of going from cocktail setting, Let's say, a group of men versus a group of women? Do you have an opening trick that's different for each?
6: No, I don't have an opening trick that's different for each. Um, the type of magic that I love to do is magic that's in the spectator's hands. Mm-hmm. So when the pandemic hit and I switched to virtual, then my whole show needed a change because wow. yeah. couldn't really say, "Okay, pick a card," or "Here, hold these coins in your hand." Um, so it's really adapting to. The environment, mm-hmm. um, but I wouldn't say that I change based on gender, no.
1: During, uh, well, I, I mean, I do. I mean, for an example, I will use sponge bunnies for a group of women, but I'll use a Hyundai 500 for men because they're interested in money. I mean, it gets their attention.
6: I think women are interested in money. Well, no, no, no. <laughs>
1: I didn't mean to imply that. I, I definitely know what you mean there. Uh, who doesn't like money, of course? But I don't get the same reactions from men when I'm doing sponge bunnies as I do from women.
6: That's why I don't do sponge bunnies.
1: Oh, really? Okay. No. okay. Fair enough. Fair enough.
6: Um,
1: I just, uh, Yeah, it's just uh, a, a different dynamic, I think, yeah. sometimes, you know, between the groups whenever that they're working. Uh, and so when you're performing again, do you have a... Are they just cards, or do you uh, have a variety?
6: of? No, I do a variety. I'll do a variety between cards, coins, rubber bands, money tricks, Mm -hmm. um, and then just whatever. So maybe throw in like a double cross in there, throw in a Rubik's Cube, whatever it might be. Um, But as much as I love card tricks, I know that not everybody loves card tricks, so that's why I kind of mix it up a little bit.
1: And when you promote yourself, what is the main portal i guess where people find you is it through your website or through word of mouth
6: or what it's mostly word of mouth and then social media as well um and then on my website with magiclauren.com then it shows all of my social links um and so people will find me on instagram tiktok which i don't post as much um so it's mostly instagram and facebook
1: so insta is the main social you use yeah you use facebook much at all
6: I do a little bit. Um, I do social media for my full-time job, and so I try to kind of not do social as much um, when I'm not working my full-time job.
1: Um, Last evening, Doug Kahn was talking about using uh, YouTube shorts. Have you been doing any shorts or doing some videos no. on Insta?
6: No, it's it's hard for me to want to post uh, uh, videos on social um, because... It's a totally different environment, and so you have to think about a different sort of angle, um, and you're not working off of misdirection, you're not bantering at somebody else, it's just one single angle. Um, And so I think that if you practice that, then it kind of, it's a little harder to take that into the real world. Um, And then people also just tend to criticize online, especially male magicians will criticize a lot of women magicians, and they give a lot of unsolicited feedback, which don't want Definitely and then you if you say no thank you then they say oh well you don't want feedback and it's like well I, i'll take feedback from people i trust and admire and respect but i don't need it from you <laughs> right,
1: but not from you thank you but no thank you
6: <laughs> yeah exactly yeah,
1: yeah i understand well it gets to be kind of uh, difficult over there. well like it's uh room starting to heat up over here i'm gonna let you uh enjoy your seat and uh, enjoy the water over there and uh, we'll get ready for the- thanks again thank I appreciate it so for the magic word podcast that was lauren cohen scotty Allen. We just finished the uh, morning show, and that is really kind of, a, it was a DIY thing in which a few people had just uh, volunteered, and it was just a heck of a lot of fun. And one of the people who were performing, I talked a little bit earlier with uh, Lauren Cohen, who is the only woman who is here, and now I'm going to be speaking with someone who is the youngest guy who's here, <laughs> Danny Chang. Hey, Danny. Hello. Nice to be here. And um, I'm glad you're here also. So how young are you then? So I'm 28 this year. Mm-hmm. And so you the youngest uh, fellow here then, is that what they were saying? Uh, as far as I know, yes. <laughs> and you come all the way from San Francisco, you said? You were Taipei originally? Yeah.
7: And yeah, so I was born and raised in Taipei, but currently I'm based in San Francisco and you know, flew all the way from California to here.
1: Okay. Yeah. So did you just come obviously just for this or are you going to be hanging out with some other friends? Did you come early, going to stay late or are you going to see some other magicians while you're here in town or just going back?
7: Uh, mostly I'll just be here till the last day and then I'll be back through San Francisco. You know, do what I need to do. But
1: so this is a close-up convention, obviously. And so, do they have anything like this that's similar out in uh, the Bay Area or?
7: Well, uh, there used to be the Golden Gate Gathering, the GGG conventions, um, but it has not happened frequently, you know, within this few years. And Pebble is a little special. It's It's a small gathering, and unlike big conventions, a lot of times, really, we just sit together, just. Gym and having sessions.
1: Yeah. I remember also the Buck Brothers, I think, used to have some sort of a convention out there, too. It was a close-up thing. Do you remember that? Mm, I don't recall, unfortunately. You're yeah, 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 yeah. a young guy. He's a ways back.
7: <laughs> it could probably, this could be probably before me, so I don't <laughs> okay. recall. Yeah. So
1: how many years have you been coming to this?
7: Uh, Pebble, frankly, this is my uh, second time, and the first time actually as uh, part of a Pebble as a member, because my first time was... First time was in 2019, right before COVID. That's right, and um, I kind of crashed the party with my buddy, and then um, you know after being here, meeting people, and um, you know. I'm just, I, I think I'm just lucky to be part of this group, yeah.
1: Yeah, and so you decided last time, like myself, that was my first time also in 19, and I had forgotten that I had paid for the registration, and then I got the email saying, hey, if you get this email, you're already registered, so. Oh, wow, that's awesome. So, you know, we'll be seeing you here at this convention, so. Uh, did you, you say you came with a buddy last time, is he here this time, or is it, uh? Uh,
7: No, my buddy is uh, Charles Chen, unfortunately, has work, came out the last minute, so he couldn't make it, okay. but we were planning to, you know, come here and hang
1: out together, but unfortunately, you know, things got in the way. So what is it about this convention that make you come all the way from San Francisco to here?
7: Well, um, a lot of the guys here really are close friends. Um, Also, you know, people I only read about, admire, um, like, for example, Lance Lance Pierce, you know, he, does some... Great magic and phenomenal and I I'm a fanboy. I have his books <laughs> and actually I brought him to here asking to sign them. Yeah. And as I watched Williams on D V D he was like a you know, like a magician that could only read about or like saw on the screen from the DVDs but you know being here I could to see him live. So that's yeah you know, for a fanboy. It's amazing.
1: Yeah, no, I understand completely. So have you learned some stuff here so far too as well? I mean just sessioning in the evenings?
7: Yeah, yeah, definitely. I session and learn. I mean <clears throat> gotta be honest a lot of car guys out here but surprisingly they're also coin magicians coin guys
1: and which is kind of your specialty isn't it
7: <clears throat> well I guess I want to blow
1: that's what they were introduced as everybody said man you gotta see this guy Danny's been doing all this coin stuff out here so we're gonna have you You know you performed it's a great thing also with the color changing knives and other stuff too it's pretty cool
7: yeah um, you know uh, like Kinda of what Harper will say, you know, coin magic eventually if you pick it up essentially, it it's kinda of part of like a small object in Once you know coin magic, it's really applicable to a lot of things. And um, me personally I besides that I also just, you know, kinda of got sick of a card trick, I'm like, I wanna try something else. So, so I kinda of tapping a little bit of everything. So yeah, I kind of just you know everything kind of guy, I guess.
1: Yeah. Well, I'm glad that you're here. You're going to be coming back in the future as well. You like it so much? going to come back?
7: Oh yeah, for sure. I got to come back if you know next year or even future. Definitely
1: come back. back. Great. Thanks a lot, Danny. Good talking to you. Good job. Good set there today too. Thank you. You're welcome. So, with the Magic Word Podcast, that was Danny Chang, Scotty out. As we said a while ago, we just finished the uh, morning session. One of the other people who was performing on there is someone else who had come even further than San Francisco. Danny had come to San Francisco. And here is someone who's come all the way from Glasgow, Scotland, Eddie McCall. Hey, Eddie. Hi there. How are you? How are you? Fantastic, so glad that you're here. Now, you were talking earlier about uh, Roy Walton, and I had visited yes. a shop, uh, I think Peter McClonegan and I, he took me over there uh, many years ago, yeah. uh, and uh, Roy passed a few years back, but he yeah. was really uh, a great innovator and teacher, uh, and he was a mentor of yours, I guess, then?
8: Or, yeah. I'd, and friend? Um, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I met Roy when I was about 14. That um, was and, only like 20 or what, yeah, 15 no, no. years ago, maybe? Yeah, pro- yeah, well, yeah, I wish. I wish, really, yeah, yeah, a few weeks ago. But, uh, yeah, and I, I knew him right up until he, he passed, when he was 87. So, but, yeah, he was a fabulous man. So generous, true gentleman. He never said a bad word about anyone, and he was just a lovely, lovely man. And he would help in any way he could. I mean, if he could help you do stuff. He didn't really give formal lessons as such, right. but um, he would guide you. To where all the good stuff was. Well, he had
1: a place in the back of the shop as I recall. Well, he, he
8: has the back of the shop, yeah, but it um, was always out at the front, maybe demonstrating stuff. Yeah, um, but Saturday, kind of morning or Saturday afternoon, was the time the magicians kind of arrived in the shop. And he, he, he loved all of that, especially in his later years because his hearing became really bad, he had hearing aids and stuff. Um, so he couldn't hear if large crowds of people. In the shot, he just couldn't hear properly. Yeah. So it was good. Two or three magicians would go in on a Saturday, just stand in the corner, and he would just, um, you know, just do stuff.
1: Kind of hold court, just I guess. Kind of do stuff, yeah.
8: And uh, yeah, and it was fabulous. And Andrew Galloway would visit, and Gordon Bruce would come into the shop, mm-hmm. and we would just go for coffee. And I didn't do anything I didn't say anything I just sat and listened Because that's what you do Just absorb Yeah, yeah. You just sit and listen Especially when Andrew Galloway And Roy start talking And Gordon It's all historical stuff And you know And, and then Gordon Would maybe do something Um but it was just amazing. You just yeah,
1: kind of need to be sit there and be a fly on the wall and kind yeah, of uh,
8: see what's going on. What was the name of the big Tam something?
1: Tam, Tam Shepherds. Tam Shepherds.
8: Tam Shepherds is the name of the shop, yeah. It's, I mean, as well it's over 100 years old.
1: And is it still in operation? Is still it? there,
8: yes. Yeah. Okay. his two daughters, uh, Julia and Sarah, mm-hmm. uh, look after the shop. Mm-hmm. And, the uh, same location. Same location. Wow. It's never moved. Exactly mm-hmm. the same inside. Yeah, it's just exactly the same. <laughs> Nothing's changed.
1: So, what about uh, the gathering of magicians? I mean, since Roy's gone, I mean, do still people come and hang around? And
8: well, yeah, we do. Sometimes we have a, a one-day convention in Glasgow mm-hmm. uh, called the Carol Lafong uh, Day (KLF) because Roy had a trick called the Carol Lafong trick. Okay. So um, that was Peter McClanahan, mm-hmm. Neil Sturton. Uh, a guy called Jack uh, Jack is a kind of technical guy does all the technical stuff, great guy does a lot of my video editing and stuff but uh, uh, so they have a one day convention in October and it's really in, in honour of Roy and mm-hmm. they did that, he, he, he was there he'd been there uh, Andy he was there so he, he did attend but um, obviously he's and it it's no. all
1: held there at the... It's uh,
8: It's not in the shop. It's in Glasgow. It's in a hotel. Oh, in a hotel. I was going to say, because yeah. you couldn't have many no, people there, of course. No, no. It's in a hotel. Yeah. And there's it's kind of limited to probably 50 or 60 people.
1: And it's a close-up uh, thing. It's obviously. all close-up yeah, stuff. Kind of like with this convention, yeah. I guess, in a way.
8: Yeah, exactly like this. But it's just a one-day thing.
1: Are they mainly people from around Scotland, or do you have people from around uh, England Ga- to come Ga- up? Yeah,
8: or? people, guys from England come up. Uh, a couple of guys came over from um, Holland. Holland. Wow. So that there, yeah, there's some some travelling and uh, Ireland even. I haven't had any Irish people that I know of. Okay. That I can't remember. Um, well, we didn't do it for a few years because of the COVID. So,
1: are there any magicians over in Isla, in the Isle of Isla,
8: Ireland? Uh, oh, Isla, Isla. Isla. Uh, I really don't know. Okay, I was I really curious, curious about know. that. Okay. There, there must be somewhere.
1: I mean, I want to. I've gone on the Scotch tour, distillery tour, uh, and spent some time in Scotland, and I absolutely yeah, love it, yeah, but I've not been over there. I'm not really yeah. a, a Petey guy. Yeah. I really like the, uh, more the, uh, Highland Scotch, you know yeah, Speyside yeah, yeah. Uh, Scott. Yeah, yeah. uh but uh, my son likes that so I was thinking about sometime I want to travel maybe go over there yeah, I just yeah. wonder if
8: there were any magicians over yeah, in Highland yeah, well. yeah that would be great, great. you yeah, come over yeah. because
1: uh, I own a little bit of property you know with Laphroaig apparently you can buy like a, a, a cubic yard of, or foot of property which means I guess I'm a lord because I own yeah. Scottish well, property well, there you go then <laughs> yeah
8: so you own part of Scotland that's fantastic just Lord Wells yeah. <laughs> what hell is that It must be some hill or a mountain somewhere someplace yeah <laughs> some, some place, yeah, yeah, middle you nowhere. get to exactly yeah
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, have you you've come to this before?
8: Yeah, yeah, I've been here before. Yeah, How yeah, many I've times heard. have you been to this? I think process. this is only the second time I've been okay. here. You were here in '19, I think, last time when I was 2019, here. 2019, yeah, yeah. And Bill was here, and all the guys were here. Uh, Jack Carpenter was here. Now
1: I saw you at the 4F uh, a while back. Have you been hanging around since then, or did you go home and come no, back? Oh, I
8: went home and came back over to here. Okay. I kind of I lost my kind of mojo for a while. um <laughs> You got it back. I just had family, just kind of things that happened through COVID and mm-hmm. had family stuff. And Sorry. No, that's fine. Um, so, yeah, I'm just trying to get back into it again. So I travelled just to get a bit of inspiration and watch some of the young guys, like yep. the young guy Danny doing all the coin stuff. Yeah, that was really awesome. It's fantastic. Yeah. And Big Ian is just very, very funny. Very funny. <laughs> and he's just hilarious, you know. And uh, I mean, he, he the last time I was here, uh, he picked me up and Howard at the airport and we just clicked just uh, we became kind of friends Ian Richards is who he's talking about here
1: and and Ian actually is is from uh, the UK uh, but he lives here in Dallas and he performs uh, here regularly as well Dal Sanders has a thing called Magic in the Living Room and uh, he's one of the regular performers as part of the the troupe I guess yeah. that are performing there then too. But, but, yeah. He's a great guy. Brilliant really funny.
8: Brilliant guy, really yeah. funny. That's right. It's well
1: great. I'm glad you're here and I'm glad that you you've uh, got your mojo back. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, getting it.
8: Get there or get, I'll get there eventually. Well
1: again, you know, when you came to the four F I mean you were kind of thrown into it again, you know, you're seeing a bunch of early great guys there as well. Yeah,
8: yeah, it was, yeah, it was great. Yeah, 4 fs is good. Yeah, it was good. I always used to be Danny Block's thing that I went to. That's right there, fifty two. Fifty two, I was always yeah. there. I, well, traveled there a few times. Uh, with Gordon and other, you know, other people, but uh, George McBride's been there and so on. So he doesn't do that anymore, though, does he? Gordon? Yeah, no, no. I'm talking George. about the '52. That think Danny blocked. Us. I think it's still going. Yeah, okay? yeah. I think it's still going. He was asking. I met him at the 4s. And yep. He says, "When are you coming through to uh, to Buffalo?" I says, "Well, I'm in Buffalo."
1: <laughs> yeah, we're now. Just, I'm
8: here now. <laughs> yeah. uh, but I know. I know it, count. What? I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I'll, I'll go back. It's just the journey getting to Buffalo is quite. I know so, Hell of a sh- slip because you're going from Glasgow to Heathrow, Heathrow maybe to Philly or sh- Chicago, mm-hmm. and then Chicago or Philly to uh, Buffalo. So it's a yeah. bit of a on and off. Oh, wow.
1: Okay.
8: It's a long, long. It's not easy in and out. This is easier because it's one flight from Glasgow to Heathrow, straight to, and then Heathrow yeah. straight over. Yeah. And that's yeah. so. This is a lot easier to get to. Yeah. And, and so it's warmer and it's a nice hotel (laughs) not so drink here that's true yeah drink yeah Yeah. so are
1: you going to be heading back then uh, tomorrow heading back Yeah,
8: I'm heading back tomorrow yeah and uh, yeah we'll see how things go
1: I'll be sure and say hello to Peter and Neil and all the guys there for me too it's great I will do nice to speak to you (laughs) thanks very much Eddie good seeing you my friend so with Magic Word Podcast that was Eddie McCall Scotty out We cannot talk about the Peppapalooza, obviously, without talking with the organizer, and I hated to bother him because he's been busy with so many other things. And you know, whenever I talk with other organizers at the conventions, they are just everywhere, and they really are busy all the time, and this is the most laid-back event, and uh, I hate to call it a convention, it's really a party, and the the fellow who is the organizer is having such a good time also, but there's not... A whole lot to do, or at least it doesn't appear there's a whole lot to do because everything is already put in place and it just runs itself. And you're just here enjoying the party as much as everybody else here he is. Lance Pierce, hey Lance. Hey, what's up? How you doing, buddy? <laughs> Fantastic. So this has been a great party, and thank you very much for hosting it again.
2: Oh well, thank you for coming, and I appreciate you're not calling it a convention because. Um, and it's okay i guess if people to call it that but it's really not and uh, the whole model of it is an- not a convention it's a it's a party that just happens to be too big for my house but when i get my 80 room mansion all set up um we're going to have it there instead so it'll
1: be two years from now is that uh, going to be yeah, pebble 10 well,
2: or i'm thinking maybe a year and a half tops but uh, you know um so i'm working on my second million dollars because I completely screwed up the first, so (laughs) uh, I'm doing the best I can, but yeah, we're having a good time, and I thank you for coming as well.
1: Well, one of the things you do also is you usually have uh, four different guests, uh, Mm -hmm. some people who are, and again, I like the fact that they're not called lectures, they're presentations, and they are talks, and they're really not even talks. Again, I feel like we're in your living room, it's kind of like everybody's just joking with them and throwing heckles and whatnot and interrupting throughout. I mean, it's not just asking questions, but, you know, talking about their mama or something, you know? <laughs> or their clothing. Yeah. It's just—it's a fun type of a thing. When you get people, uh, do you uh, balance this with not only being a good person and fun to be here, but someone you think that can roll with the punches?
2: I try to find guys and and ladies even, you know, that the gender doesn't matter. We're all good people here. But uh, I guess what I'm trying to say is we try to seek out people who we first feel would be a good fit with the group because the important thing is um, they have a good hang. So they hang all weekend long and have fun with the crowd, and uh, we don't really – I mean, we could bring in some some very talented and skilled guys, but if they're not interested in hanging with the group and they tend to disappear mm-hmm. um, for the when they're not in the room talking to them, uh, we're less interested in bringing them in because the their talk that they give to the room isn't the most important thing. It's that everybody have fun mm-hmm. sitting around the table, socializing, showing each other tricks and things like that. And we've had some really great people come in and give those talks and then have some really great times out in the lobby, too. I mean, I don't want to brag about it but probably one of one of our best most best weekends we've had was when steve 40 came in i keep hearing about this one yeah i was 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 here that year year. and it really it really surprised everybody because i didn't tell anybody he was coming in until he was actually there Mm -hmm. but the best part about it was uh, not just his the talk he gave to the room but the fact that all night long steve was out there in the lobby watching tricks and showing tricks and talking to everybody mm-hmm. and was, I think everybody had a really I think he he had a great time and that was yeah. what I really wanted was for it to have that party like social atmosphere well,
1: that's when I get the feeling as well that people are having such a good time it's kind of like I'm coming back next year whether I'm performing or not and I know some people like say like Doug Khan who's been coming for a while and it's like he's a guest this year it's like yeah. you should be here you know yeah. actually teaching the rest of us formally or informally uh, this way but other people like Bill Malone and Erica Camps other guys who have just come and hung out you know right.
2: here yeah that's true and Eric Eric did give a presentation one time and uh but I like the fact that these guys f- have enough fun that they keep coming back mm-hmm. and that just they they know they want to be here because it's just a nice weekend mm-hmm. you know as opposed to Uh, nobody feels any pressure I hope to do anything in particular right so but even when we bring in guys if I bring in somebody who hasn't been here before I always try to take a little time to kind of educate them that it's not a convention Mm -hmm. and I and we don't want you to feel like you're giving a lecture if you want to give a talk that's based on your lecture that's fine but you think of it more as you're in a room with your friends because you're going to know most of the people in the room mm-hmm. and uh, you're going to just have a conversation with them about things you like to talk about mm-hmm. and uh, I think some of them have been surprised at how much interaction there is with the people who are watching. I mean, it gets to be really two way sometimes and we've had speakers go up where <laughs> where the crowd heckled him and he heckled them back just as much and you know, it's just all everyone's <laughs> ribbing each other and right. uh, it's just a lot of fun all around. So There's really a lot agree.
1: of stuff that's let loose here as far as where yeah. uh, Words and yeah. uh, jokes and things that right. wouldn't wouldn't be uh, you wouldn't hear at other places. <laughs> right. Well, this
2: is true. Um, this is not what we would call uh, a family weekend. I mean, it's so not. Not. it's it's really not. But uh, so we do let people know right off the bat that they're free to. Um, well, let me put it this way: when I give the opening comments on Friday afternoon at one o'clock, you I want to bar. Out. Yeah, I'll, yeah, exactly. I'll <laughs> drop a couple of bombs myself just to let people know it's, okay. it's all good. We're all yeah. we're all friends here, and it's a very relaxed time.
1: And I think the location, by the way, I don't know how you came about uh, this, but it could not be better for this size of a group. Right. And other conventions or other organizers could not choose something like this because of the intimacy of this. Uh, but we're right here in Addison, which has more restaurants than any place uh, around, and it's uh, easy to get in and out of DFW from all over the world. It's a major airport and everything. Mm-hmm. But about how many people actually, are uh, about 50 people, or how many registrants have you got here?
2: I generally cap it at 65 just because of the constraints of the size of the room. Mm-hmm. And some people have said, well, it's getting kind of crowded in there sometimes. Can we, you think we ought to get a bigger venue, but I know that if we do, it'll just expand to fill that one.
1: Then you lose the intimacy.
2: Exactly. So we, we, we want to keep it as small as it is, mm-hmm. and um, I think we're at a good um, medium right now to where we have – uh, a good sized crowd, but yet it's still intimate enough that everybody gets to see everybody mm-hmm. while we're here and have a good time. Yeah. So. Yeah.
1: Well, and it's great. And uh, as far as how this got started, we have talked with some other people who've, uh, uh, like Tony Cabral and some others, about how the genesis of all this and everything, and as well. And as far as people joining the Pebble Online uh, Conference or uh, forum, how do they do that?
2: Okay. Well, um, we have a little bit of a different model than most online forums. It is not an open forum. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're not trying to exclude anybody. We just wanna make sure that people who come in uh, fit with the group. Uh, they're like-minded people. So what we have done is we have asked current members if they see somebody who looks like they would be good to fit in with everybody else, invite them in. Mm-hmm. So it's more of a pull system than a push system where people come knocking on the door. Mm-hmm. Um, our, uh, the current members tend to bring new people in and they sponsor them. And then the rest of the membership will take a vote and decide whether or not um, that person uh, looks like a good fit. And uh, like I said, it's not—we're not trying to be elite because we're—we're really not elite. I mean, (laughs) but um, it's just a way to kind of keep the quality up is what we're trying to do.
1: I understand that. I was just talking to Orlando Santos. This Mm -hmm. is his first year, and he said, "I'm not sure how this works exactly." And in fact, he'd sent me an email beforehand. He said, "Can you kind of shepherd me through?" And I want to hang and shadow you and kind of see what's happening. I said, "You'll fit in quickly," and he did. When we were having breakfast this morning, then he was saying, "So, still, as far as how this goes, now that I'm in, do I need to apply each year, or I?" No, once you're in, you're in. It's like 4F, basically. Right, that's exactly right. And he's got a a room full of people downstairs. I'm sure any
2: one of them would be willing to sponsor him right in. And we'll just, uh, most of the time, the whole voting thing sounds like it's a way to keep people out, but it's more just like a formality. Mm -hmm. That's all it is. A
1: little bit of a vetting procedure. I mean, to make sure that that people have a sincere interest and passion for for cards and close up. Right,
2: that's exactly right. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's a great organization and great uh, thing that you've done. Well,
2: thank you very much. It's a lot of fun. I think everybody has a good t- I hope everybody has a good time. Well, that's you can tell.
1: Point. I think they yeah. are. You know, yeah. it's, it is a lot of fun. I like the fact, again, that there is so much time that's left for sessioning, so it's not like back-to-back-to-back, different things that are happening oh, yeah. and whatever. Well, no, so. exactly.
2: I mean, we do have four people come in who are willing to talk to the crowd, but in my mind the people who speak to the group are not the point they're just they that's just to give us a break from sessioning sometimes but <laughs> the whole point is people's hanging out in the lobby and sessioning yeah. that's the main purpose of coming is to socialize so. yeah it's
1: not a dealer uh, there are
2: no dealers or anything there There's either no so we don't yeah. have dealers i mean if somebody wants to come in maybe offer books for sale in the lobby we mm-hmm. we can let that happen but we are not going to ever have yeah. a dealer room we're not going to set up that kind of a thing where um it looks like a normal convention because we're that's not the way because
1: sessioning is a major part of this have have you ever thought about trying to charge for just hanging out in the lobby or just kind of like the no. people come? No, no, no. Okay. Uh,
2: we only, the only reason we ask people to pay anything up front to come is to offset the costs because we have a, the cost of the meeting room, and I do fly in the speakers and take care of their hotel accommodations. But some people so, come from
1: overseas, like you had Dennis Baer from Germany.
2: Exactly, yeah. We've had we've had people from Spain. We've, we've had people come from other countries. But the thing is, I don't think of the, you know, and it's only $120 for people to come. For So if they want to think of it, they can think of it as, Thirty dollars per speaker, mm-hmm. but in my mind, it's not a registration fee as much as it, it's simply crowdsourcing the expenses. Mm-hmm. That's all it is. We've got to pay for it somehow, and so we just spread out the costs among the people. That let makes them sense. Help out. So um, it's not. I keep stressing. It's not your normal convention model. It's more like if you were to come to a party at somebody's house and the, and the host said, you know, Sheep
1: in for the, the, the beer. some food or yeah. beer or whatever. Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. And maybe a couple of dollars for the whatever you um, for the hard drugs that are on the counter. That's fine too. <laughs>
1: but uh, hard candy. Yeah, say hard yeah exactly.
2: But uh, <laughs> So, yeah, that's exactly what it is. We're just crowdsourcing the expenses so we can have the weekend so everybody can have fun. That's all. Yeah.
1: And we are indeed. Thanks very much, Lance. This has been a lot of fun. No problem. Thank you for talking to me, about <laughs> it. And we're going to be
2: having it again next year. Same place? Same you time? Know, same place? Every year I refuse to make promises. <laughs> <laughs> I keep telling people this could be the last one. But, no, um, we'll, we'll probably do it again next year. It's, it's hard not to. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So we're getting ready right now. We're almost about to wrap this up. Uh, we're going to be having um, Pebble Palooza 8.3, just a wrap here very shortly. Okay. At 7 o'clock we'll be seeing Eric Tate, Eric Tate. And, and the presentations have all been about two hours each you know, they've been going and then at 10.30 tonight then we're going to be having Gary Plants going to have a special presentation going oh, to show yes. some historical videos will be pretty exactly. cool. He's brought some neat I saw some
2: clips up in the room a little while ago he's got some really cool stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, some people some footage that people probably don't even know exists mm-hmm. and uh so we're looking forward to, to letting the guys see some of that. Are you I,
1: happy the way this whole thing's turned out and it's kind of met your expectations or exceeded?
2: Uh, or? You know, I was going to it with a certain amount of angst because I'm worried yeah. that I, I really want people to have a good time. But I'm very happy with the way this weekend has turned out.
1: Well, as uh, I said, it seems like that you were just kind of the ringmaster in a way. And you're having a good time as everyone else. I mean, it's not like you're running around and you don't have time. It's like, oh, i got to go attend to, to this or make sure the room's set <laughs> well, up, you know. you haven't been paying attention.
2: Because <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I've been running around all day long like a chicken with my head. No. What's the phrase? My head. With a chicken cut off, anyway, however that goes. But yeah, I've, I've made multiple trips to Walmart today and uh, picking up supplies and things like that. And I've cleaned up the room three times already. But um, yeah, okay. but I do it when you guys are in the lobby having fun. I just sneak out and go take care of some stuff. I just thought you were taking a nap, yeah. like we're talking <laughs> about Roger Klaus doing, you know? <laughs> right? Yeah. No, so it's uh, but you know, I still have time to hang with the guys too and have my fun as well. So. Good. Yeah, it's a good deal.
1: Well, thank you very much again, and no, uh, good luck. And uh, I do hope to see you next year then as well.
2: It'll, it's a date, you
1: and me. <laughs> okay, if, buddy. If nobody else shows up, you and me are going to have a great right. time. <laughs> I'm glad we're doing this in our room right now. So, Okay, we'll leave it there. <laughs> right. Thank you very much. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> that was Lance Pierce, Scotty yeah. out. The convention is over. We have just uh, finished uh, a lot of activities here this afternoon and uh, finishing off here this evening then with uh, Gary Plants, who was showing us some wonderful videos. I didn't realize how the time had gone so quickly. We uh, started at 10.30. It's about 12.30 then right now. But kind of doing a quick wrap, we just talked with uh, Lance Pierce to kind of go over the convention. He was happy with the things, uh, how it went, but I thought we'd also just talk a little bit with my friend and yours, Mike Powers, who is here with me now. Hi, Mike. Hey, yeah. I should say good morning. <laughs> That's about right. It's been a fun time. Fun. It, we. It, it's been a really a really blast time oh, yeah. indeed. Yeah. So no, you before we started, you were saying about how much that you really enjoyed seeing Jared Cuff. You know, I, I've seen
9: him a couple times. Mm-hmm. Uh, I saw him when he was a young kid at Dan Block's convention in Buffalo, mm-hmm. you know, and he was guy. a badass then. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I saw him at the Chicago Magic Lounge do a show, which was just incredible i got a little taste again today of his style mm-hmm. it's just unique i think you'll agree that there's only one guy doing what he's doing his
1: presentation is amazing i, I know. don't know how to explain he, he,
9: it. he did this poem it was at hilliard uh what where was that i forget he, he gave the quote today he started off with this mind but i mean i'm just like transfixed with the words i mean there's no magic yet he's just setting up a mood and an atmosphere right and, uh, man, and then it just goes from there. It's about what magic is and going back to their primordial yeah, you know, yeah, beginnings exactly. of magic. And, right? I mean, I'm just, wow, you know, I, I really dig that stuff. And then then it got the technical stuff. He just started doing some tricks. But he kept... Cups and balls, right? Yeah, the cups and balls. The, the touches on the linking ring, uh, I do that routine. But it ain't like he does the routine. Uh, he's got so many cool touches of basically having every ring examined. I mean, how can you beat a linking ring routine where every ring feels like it's examined? Right.
1: Uh, and you know, all just, it was just amazing. And his egg bag also that we learned oh, yeah. from Bob White as yeah. well as uh, Vern, uh, from yeah. um, Johnny Thompson. And some other moves were great. Right. Yeah.
9: And the cups and balls had these moments where, you know, you just notice in the side, you know, your peripheral vision as a magician catches him moving, loading a cup but you know that it's so off to the side that mm-hmm. nobody watching it who's not a magician would have any idea that right. that cup was right. being loaded. The is perfect. And, mm-hmm. and he, he talked about don't, don't cross. I mean, if I go back and try to redo some of the stuff I do with the things in mind right. that I learned from him today, mm-hmm. don't cross your hands, don't take your right hand in front of your left hand right. as you're moving across. He didn't have makes to. makes perfect sense. Yeah, he, he, he would pick something. He, he handed it to his left hand and then took it over without crossing Just so many touches that made all the difference in just the perfect version of these tricks. I was really so glad to see him
1: again. Yeah. I had not seen him lecture. I've seen him perform. Briefly, but uh, not getting to spend the two hours we did with him here today it was great. Right. And then after that, then later this evening we had uh, Eric Tate, who uh, gave a short lecture. Right. But then it kind of got into be a longer one. Yeah, well, <laughs> after after the
9: lecture, he did all the shuffling stuff. Then, to me, the fun stuff was watching him do that snap deal mm-hmm. and all the applications of it. You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that became the highlight of his lecture. For me, it was kind of right. an afterthought. <laughs> he did, not that the lecture wasn't right. cool, yeah. on false shuffles. I think that's, uh, he's doing, uh, going around doing some false shuffle lecture. Right. But I hope he spends time, you know, hey, show us that snap deal. And then it was like a half an hour
1: later. Yeah. So- <laughs> right, right. Uh, it was really good, yeah. And then the... Uh, uh, rosette uh, thing a lot of oh, yeah. greens a shuffle oh that, that looked shuffle. really
9: good yeah. Yeah. yeah you know I've never done that and those are these things that boy I have to take some notes on my uh, notepad to mm-hmm. remember go home and learn that, that shuffle the rosetta shuffle because it's very practical it's on the table and it's easy it's a full deck fall shuffle and um, anyway m- so many things learned this weekend
1: I've got to go back home and look through my notes and, and dig it out and I thought it was really a great evening. The uh, way to cap this off then with uh, Gary showing the videos, it was kind of unexpected surprise that that um, Lance put together for us and uh, seeing yeah. some of these old things from guys we haven't seen or ever oh, met back yeah. in the 30s as well and as some younger things. If, if you Mike got Skinner. Ga- if you've
9: got Gary's collection in here, uh, we'd be here for like a year. Yeah. The, the videos this cat has, yeah. and he always gets the best thing. He he gets back to the original tape that was used, not sixth-generation tape like some, you know, that, right. that gets around. Yeah, yeah, he's meticulous about it. Well, Let me say one more thing about Jared that yeah. I didn't know. Did you know he's a musician? I did not know that till today.
1: I didn't know that until I, I noticed he had his guitar and his speaker yeah. with him. He said, so Well, I don't leave it in the car. I can't leave it in the parking yeah, lot. Cause yeah. This is we, my bread and butter now.
9: We were out front, and he pulls out a Stratocaster and a Telecaster. They're really nice guitars, they're very mm-hmm. fine guitars, and his amplifier. Well, what's going on with this? Oh, that's that's one of his main things now is being a musician. Mm-hmm. I really wish I had a chance to go here and play because I'll bet he's a badass guitar player too. I wonder if
1: he's got uh, some CDs or something perhaps. I, I'm going to look for it yeah. because I really want
9: to hear how he plays because, you know, just the, seeing that uh, meticulous de- attention to detail in his magic, I know he's going to bring it to that music, yeah. and I want to hear it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, overall, Mike, I think it was a great uh, weekend, or I say weekend, day and a half. It seemed like, you know, <laughs> we just went on and on. I, you know, now i got to get some sleep. Yeah, me,
9: me too. <laughs> great to see you again, Scott. And
1: you too. So with the Magic Word Podcast. And from Madison, Texas, we had a great time over here then at Lollapalooza 8.3 <laughs> and again want to thank Lance Pearson and all of the guys who helped organize and put this thing together making it's just a uh, this such a memorable time and thank it, you Mike it very it much for helping the rap so from Madison, Texas that was Mike Powers and Scotty out